Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the Prophet Ezekiel, that's the Navi Yechezkel, chapter 26. This is the second chapter in this series of prophecies about the other nations, the nations that surrounded Israel. The last chapter, Yechezkel, the Prophet looked at and spoke to the nations of Ammon, Moab, Seir, Edom. Now he is going to um, look at the nation of Tzor, or the nation of Tyre. That's T-Y-R-E. The nation of Tyre is an ancient nation which was actually on an island that was just off the coast of what is today Lebanon. So it was very close to the land of Israel and over generations had a very close relationship to Israel. It had a close relationship that at sometimes was a alliance and a positive relationship, such as when the king of Lebanon helped and donated towards the building of the temple in Jerusalem in the times of David and Solomon. There were also marriages between the kings of Israel and Judah and daughters of the kings of Tyre, some of which were not, were ill-fated in the sense that they um, resulted in a lot of evil and corruption. For most famous example is Izebel, who was the queen who married Ahab, or Ahab, who was one of the or Isabel in English known as Jezebel, who is one of the most evil queens in the history of the kings of Israel and introduced idol worship to the, to the northern kingdom and, um, and went on a killing spree of God's prophets and was famous for being one of the most awful leaders. She also came from Sur, from Tyre. So there was mixed, it's a mixed bag. So sometimes an alliance some, and sometimes they were, they were fighting with each other. But Yechazkel now, Ezekiel, is talking about his time. And in his time, the people of Tzor were particularly glad, happy over and gloating over the downfall of Judah. Now, if you remember in the last chapter, this was the key issue that um, he was, uh, you know, uh, criticizing the other nations, Ammon, Moab, and so on, for for being for rejoicing over the downfall of Israel, for not learning the proper lessons. The proper lesson they should have learned should have been that oh, we see that the God of Israel is one. The God of Israel wants us to be uh, moral and ethical and just. What God wants from the world is for us to build a better. Uh, in those society, he wants something from us, but rather than to keep worshiping our gods of sacrifice and continuing our evil ways, and that God was angry at the people of Judea, and therefore he's destroying them, and learned that lesson. Instead, they gloated over the downfall of Israel, and, and they were happy that they were, that they were being killed, and that they were happy, and they were saying, oh, you see, our gods are better than, the, than that, than than the God of Israel. They made exactly the opposite and wrong conclusion. Instead of having compassion for the people that were that were suffering, they were happy with the suffering that the people were having. Now, in Tzor, we see in a, in a, now when we read today in Tyre, it was particularly evil. It was particularly uh, bad gloating. 
And maybe for that reason, Yechezkel devotes a lot more time to talking about Tzor than he devotes to the others. Other possibilities is, and this is an interesting suggestion, uh, and keep this in mind as we read through it, because he's going to talk to Tzor through this chapter and the next one, and a little bit the one after that, which is, and whereas the other nations he only devoted a few few verses, it sounds like he almost had a little bit of hope that Tzor might pull through, that they might actually change. Um, which is why he may have devoted a lot more time to discussing them and the destruction of Tzor. So let's read through this, and um, and we'll see. So, verse one: And it was in the in the eleventh year. This would be the eleventh year of the reign of Tzitkiyahu, on the first day of the month. The word of God to me was as follows. Ben Adam. So the 11th year, that's the year that that the uh, temple was actually destroyed and Sitkiyo's kingdom ended. Ben Adam, God said to Ezekiel, human being, Yan asher al because, and he uses the same word, because Tzor, the people of Tzor said about Yerushalayim went as it was being destroyed. Ha'ach, which is an exclamation of joy in this in this context. Nishbara dalsos ha'amim nasei And not only did it was it happy, but it said, "Great the 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 doors of the nations." Since Jerusalem was a major capital of all the nations, so the doors of of Jerusalem, the gates of Jerusalem, were like the doors of the nations because the nations would come there to do business and even to worship in the temple. Now say by Eli, it's going to come to me now. So Tzor is gloating over Jerusalem's destruction because they're saying, ah, now we can go in and get the spoils now that the people of Jerusalem are, are going to be gone. I will fill myself up with that which has now been destroyed. So it's the, this is the first nation that spoke that. The other nations were happy over the downfall of Jerusalem. But this nation, Tzor, not only being happy with the downfall, but stating, great, and now let's go take advantage, and let's go get all the things that we can from the place which is now destroyed. Now it's going to be our time to get it from them. Lachain, so in a unique amount of selfishness. Lachain, therefore, so says the Lord God, I'm going to come against you, Tzor. And many nations are going to come against you. Just like the sea brings up many waves that crash against um, the shores or crash against the ships that are in it. Um, remember, Tzor was an island. It was very close to the shore of Lebanon. Only, I don't know exactly how long, but it was very, maybe a hundred yards or so. But it was an island, and it remained an island until the time of Alexander the Great when a uh, land bridge was built connecting it to the shore. And to this day now, Tyre is, is connected to the shore. But historically, and at this time, it was still an island. So the images of the sea crashing against it are being used. And remember, Tzor was famous for being a, a shipping and commercial power um, of the time. And it was very wealthy and very well regarded and very powerful. And these waves, or in this case, these nations, will come against 
Tzor, and they will destroy the walls of Tyre. They will tear down its tower, its towers. And I will, I will. Literally, this means I will brush away or scrape away its its all the all the the dirt and soil from the island. I will leave it like just a rock. So the image of just a rock in the sea is all that's going to be left of Tyre. It'll be just a a um, a place a, a, a platform of 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 destruction in the middle of the sea. Because I have spoken no so says the Lord God. will be an embarrassment and a uh, or a place where the all the nations can come and and plunder it. Asher Basodais and the, her her daughters that are in the field. This is the of uh, the towns on the mainland that were subservient to the island of Tyre. Those were her cities, her vassal cities. Bacherav Teiragna. They will be destroyed in sword. Viadu, and then they will know Kiani Adonai that I am the Lord God. This is key. We've seen this pattern in the end of the destruction. They will know that I am God. Now, interestingly. We do know historically that Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon and other allied nations with the Babylonians did lay siege to Tzor and for several years, and there were many pitched battles and so on against the island of Tzor. But the, in the end, the island of Tzor actually did not get completely destroyed. The city held out against the Babylonians. All the other nations that we read about did, just as Ezekiel prophesied, they did get destroyed. By the Babylonians, but he was unsu- the Babylonians were unsuccessful in conquering Tzor. Even though, from the words of Ezekiel, it would certainly sound like um, he's prophesying that they are going to be utterly destroyed. One wonders if this idea here. But there was a lot of destruction. There was an attack. So, in that sense, the prophecy came true, so to speak. But then again, we remember the purpose of prophecy is not necessarily so that they should come true. The purpose of prophecy is to warn the city that they're doing something wrong in the hope that maybe they'll fix it. Now, we don't know this from the history, and it's not stated in the verses, but the future of Tzor is not recorded in the Torah and the Bible, but it's very possible and very plausible that that maybe during this siege, maybe... Uh, maybe they did learn this lesson and realize that what they had done wrong. So despite some destruction, God let them survive. And the fact that a prediction doesn't come true exactly in its historical context doesn't take away from the, the value of the prophecy. If anything, it validates the value of the prophecy that somebody might have listened. And um, if you remember, this tour is a mixed bag. There are people that to some extent did get the message and to some extent did not get the message. And maybe at some point in the, during this battle, maybe they did learn. It's just a, a maybe, a suggestion, an idea, but an idea that helps us understand uh, the difference between Sur and these other nations where the other nations were utterly destroyed and Sur did manage eventually to hold out against Nebuchadnezzar.
Let's keep reading because we're going to read more and more about this destruction. Verse 7, So says the Lord God, I'm going to bring against Tzor, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, Mitzafon. He's going to come from the north. Melech Malachim, the king of kings. He's going to come with horses and riders and chariots and and great numbers of soldiers and 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 many um, a great mass of troops. The the daughter towns or you know the small the smaller towns on the mainland will be destroyed by these advancing troops as they advance towards the island of Tyre. and he's going to place against you uh, towers of and he's going to Four big piles of, of, of mounds of dirt in order to be able to breach your walls. And he will, um, and he will uh, uh, place against you uh, shields and weapons. And he will, uh, the smashing of his battering rams, he's going to place against your walls. And he will um, knock down your, your defensive towers with axes. From the cloud raised by his horses, the the um, cloud of dust raised by his horses as they attack, they will um, I, you will become covered in dust. From the sound of the chariots and the wheels and the riders, your walls will shake. As they come into your gates, as the men enter the city that's breached. Now, almost all of this did happen historically, except except the um, the the entering the city, which, is, like I said, the city did hold out. When the the hooves of his horses uh, uh, cl- stomp against the ground all around you, your nation will be killed by sword and and the mighty. Um, uh, uh, towers of your power will be smashed down to earth. And they will plunder your wealth, and they will take for themselves uh, and loot your your the things that you trade. Remember, they're, because they're a, a shipping center, there's a lot of merchandise, a lot of trade. It was a very wealthy place. And they will smash down your walls. And your beloved houses will be smashed. And all of the stones and wood and building materials and that you had are just going to be dumped into the sea. Verse thirteen. And all of the the your your singers and your entertainers, and the sounds of your harps and instruments, will no longer be heard. Apparently, Tzor was a center of entertainment and and the arts, and people had you know all kinds of. Um, uh, um, people have played instruments and songs. Uh, likely, a lot of it was related to their worship, and uh, but they're saying now that they will all be destroyed. I'm going to make you into just a a a rock in the middle of the ocean. You'll just be a platform for destruction, a place where you know in the middle of the sea with nothing on it but bare rock. You will no longer be built. Because it was I that has spoken this, so says the Lord God. Verse 15, 
Remember, as you can see, this is a lot more dramatic and a lot more detailed than the predictions of destruction against the other nations in the last chapter. Uh, but we have a few more verses left. So, so says the Lord God to Tzor, from, uh, from the sound of your downfall, of your destruction, when the, the, the cries and moans and groans of death come from your city, when people are killed and slaughtered among you, all of the other islands and the lands near the sea, are going to hear those moans and cries and they're going to shake with fear. They will get down from their 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 thrones. All of the kings and princes of all the other islands in the area, there's a lot of islands in that area of the Mediterranean, they will be frightened and scared. They will take off their royal cloaks. They will take off their fancy um, embroidered clothing. And they're going to dress themselves in fear. They're going to sit on the ground. And they will, um, and they will tremble uh, every moment. And they will be just in, in appalled by what happened to you when they hear this news. And they will say lamentations over you. And regarding you, they're going to say, how is it possible that this great powerful city in the sea had the, has been destroyed? The land that was so praiseworthy, it was the strongest island in the sea, she and her dwellers. She was the one who everyone was afraid of her. How could this be that this happened to her now? Now, now that this happens, all of the dwellers of the islands and the cities along the sea, they are going to be so afraid on the day that you're downfall. They're going to see that there's so much to be afraid of and that the behavior of Tzor is being punished in the way that it is. And the other islands will be frightened when they see that you are being destroyed. Verse 19 because so says the Lord God, when I make you tour into a destroyed city, you're going to look like cities that have never that have never even had inhabitants. When I bring the deep over you, and probably this is a reference to ending up submerging part of the island, and the great waters will end up covering the sea. There's various ways to interpret this pasuk. I'm going to go with the way the Radak does, and that is, I will. The you, those of you that descend into the pits, the pits of death, are going to go down and join the forever nation. Alam alam is a is a is a reference to those that have been dead for a long time, um, those that have already rejoined the earth, and that's where I'm going to send you. And I'm. Your residence is going to be in the land of the underworld. Like the old ruins from the old days. If, uh, you know, if, you, if, if there, in those days too, there were old archaeological ruins that all its inhabitants have long gone into the pits. And it's going to be a destruction in such a way that you will no longer be inhabited. And, and I'm going to give my beauty to those that remain in the land of the living. Um, 
this is sometimes taken as a reference to the future redemption and when I give the the tzvi, the beauty to the people that are going to inhabit uh, Jerusalem in the future. But on a simple level, it doesn't say that. It just says that I'm going to take the beauty away from you and I'm going to give the beauty to those that I determine will survive and inhabit the land after you. That is where my beauty is. It's in the land of the living where the worship of God takes place, where beauty exists, where nature exists, and you are going to be no longer there to sing to the inhabitants of Tzor. And to end this parak, uh, which is again an extremely difficult chapter to read, and um, even uh, if it might not be referring to the people of Judah and Jerusalem, but it's referring to, to any people reading about such destruction is never, is never pleasant. So verse 21, Balahos et Nech, I am going to make you for something horrible, the Einech, and you will no longer exist, Utuvokshi, people will look for Tzor, Velo Timatsi, Odla Olam, and you will not even be found. People will say, where is that beautiful city? No one even knows, it's just a rock in the sea with nothing left. No Madonai Elim, so says the Lord God. This ends chapter 26. Chapter 27, we're going to continue talking to Tzor, It'll be a little bit change of how and, and the type of, of language and the style, but we're going to um, continue looking at Thor as we continue the second part of the second uh, section of, of the book of Ezekiel, his prophecies against the nations. Thank you so much for studying together with me, chapter 26. Looking forward to studying chapter 27 together.